Well, a good day to you. Welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And you, it is your show. It always has been. We know we're going to hear from many of you today. It's our uh, monthly First Friday show where we focus on the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. With Debbie Giorgiani, I am Jerry Escher. The show team is in place, but... We're going to be having a transition in the show team. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been drying some tears here before we came on the air, and we'll tell you yeah, why. Yeah, you're not going to get me started again, are you? I, I no, tried no. to I tried to compose myself. It's been a very emotional um, morning, um, as if you've listened to uh, Women of Grace, and so we'll we'll share um, more about Jeff Burson's retirement. Um, and I think Jeff is going to grace us with his. Um, his story at the end of, of, of this show, The Real Presence, but it is the first Friday. Um, it is true, our social media expert, uh, Jeff Burson, after many, many years at EWTN, is retiring. And so we're very, very emotional, folks, because you get very close to everyone as you try to go out there and minister, especially on the radio. And it's um, a very... You, you just really depend on each other. You grow to love each other and you learn all about each other. You know, the, the ups and downs and twists and turns and everything of life together. And that's how the mystical body of Christ rolls. And so one of our wonderful uh, um, show team, Jeff Burson, is retiring. So we hope that you keep him and Lisa and his family in your prayers as he um, embarks on this next great journey and chapter of his life. So mm-hmm. I did it without even crying. I'm very proud of myself. So and way to go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking. We'll, we'll get Jeff on the, on the air toward the end of the program to share his love for Jesus in the Eucharist, the Blessed yes. Sacrament. But between now and then, it's yours, folks. Take it away. Take two family. 833-288-EWTN. 833-288. 2883986 if you are in love with the eucharist if you love the real presence of jesus you receive communion maybe uh, maybe uh, on on a week on a daily basis hopefully on a weekly basis you do if you're catholic you don't have to be catholic to call into the program maybe you have your own appreciation of the eucharist or questions about what the Catholic Church believes about the real presence. You're welcome to call about that as well. We can talk about preparation for receiving communion, Thanksgiving afterward, how you just try and live that Eucharistic life as you go forth from Mass and be a missionary in the world. So share your your take, your love, any basically any angle on the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. It's 833 288 3986. It's very important we show up strong using the radio airwaves to share our experience, our understanding of the most holy Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith. Very, very important, folks. So please stop what you're doing and uh, make that call at 833 288 3986 and share your love for the most holy Eucharist, how important it is. You know, it's it's interesting. I've I've read so many times, Jerry, when I was studying angels about this idea. I think I think even Dr. Scott Hahn in his book, um, The Lamb's Supper, he talked about it as well. This idea of the image of the top of the church, of the roof of the church being taken off, and the angels all descend down onto the altar when the um 
when the priest um, is consecrating the Eucharist and how Jesus is, is fully present and how amazing that is where heaven and earth touch, where heaven and earth meet. I mean, those images, they, they change us. They transform us. They, they forever make us different. And we, have, we are so blessed as Catholic Christians to have the real presence Please, today is the day to call in and share on this first Friday. It's first Friday uh, today, tomorrow's first Saturday. Those devotions, if you have taken those on, please um, call in and share with us how it's changed your spiritual life. But here is the number. Matt Gabinski is at the phones, 833-288-3986. Well, either Debbie or I individually could spend the whole hour talking about our love for the Eucharist, but this is your show, and we really want you to call in and participate. Again, 833-288-3986. It's really a chance. Um, You know, a lot of things are accomplished when you call in and share, especially on a topic like this one. You could be inspiring so many other people who are maybe a little bit not clear on what the Eucharist is, the real presence. Maybe they're a little bit lukewarm toward the Blessed Sacrament, maybe not going to Mass on a regular basis. Something that you share could really spark somebody and turn a life around. And who knows, this is not to overstate it, you know, uh, eventually a soul could be saved by something you share on this program. So let's not take this topic lightly. Let's not take this opportunity for granted. Call in now and share with the world your love for Jesus in the real presence in the Eucharist at 833-288-3986. Okay, so we are getting some responses. Uh, Yes, the show team is in place. We have Matt Gabinski at the phones. We have Ace McKay at the controls. He's our producer. And for the very last time for in what, 30 plus years, many years, I think he started when he was 25 years old at EWTN. Oh, I just gave his age, his age. Um, He he started when he was very, very young at EWTN. Um, He's at so uh, monitoring social media. So if you'd like to say happy retirement and 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 many uh, blessings and good fortune to you, Jeff, now's the time to do it. Go on social media. We're waving to you guys and wish Jeff, Jeff and Lisa a happy retirement. Um, it is. Um, we think I think it's a sad day for us, um, but we know Jeff is is has done such a great work. And you know what's so beautiful, Jerry. And, and and let's give a, sh- uh, a kudos and shout out to everyone who's behind the scenes making um, everything work so that so that we as listeners and supporters of Catholic Radio we can receive we're, we we benefit from hearing the beautiful quality programs and everything that we get to learn the truth with charity and clarity on and God is using the radio airwaves so thanks to everyone who helps to make this happen behind the scenes. You guys are all amazing, and gals, all amazing, right, Jer? Yeah, they are. You certainly are. <clears throat> and let's just really give uh, Jeff Burson a great take, too, with Jerry and Debbie send-off here. Uh, he may be, uh, he's going to be around. Maybe he's got some other shows to produce or be social media manager for before the day is out. But this is his last day retiring from EWTN. He's been part of our show since the beginning. So call in and share your takes on your love, your respect, your admiration, your adoration, your glorification. I mean, I could go on and on <laughs> yeah. of Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. What do you love most about that, about him? 
888-253-3986. Matt Kubensky will speak with you, put you on hold. You can listen live while you're waiting, and you get on the air and share with the world your love for the Eucharist. 833-288-3986. Talking about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist today on the first Friday of the month. We are we dedicate it to the most holy Eucharist. If you have something to share about going to Mass, understanding the um, what happens um, at the time of consecration, if you are Catholic, if you are, you know, super de- devoted to the most holy Eucharist, which you should be, it's the source and summit of our faith, please call in. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're not sure what we're talking about. Maybe you have some doubts. Unfortunately, um, um, that ha- that is, it's, that's happening a lot these days. But we can talk about it. We can straighten things out. We can point you in the right direction, give you some resources, the catechism to look at, and all sorts of places for you to go to to uh, deepen your understanding of the Eucharist. So don't sit this out. Don't think somebody else is going to call in for you and share what you have on your mind or heart. We need you to do that. You're the Take-Two family. 833-288-3986. And Jerry, before we go to the phones, let me just share with our listeners, uh, National Catholic Register, and you can receive it in your email inbox. EWTN's National Catholic Register is America's most trusted Catholic news source with a comprehensive view of the world from a Catholic perspective. Give Give a subscription or subscribe for yourself and save up to 42%. I love saving things. I just love that. Visit ncregister.com today and you can receive daily, weekly, or alert emails from the register. Visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe. Okay. And we hope that you will join us on our program today talking about the Real Presence first Friday of the month here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, 833 833- 288-3986. We have Liz in Dallas who's going to be up first today listening on our friends at the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Liz. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Great topic <laughs> for you to call in on, huh? isn't it? Oh, my goodness. I just had the most wonderful experience. I've had a couple of lovely ones, but this was when I was growing in the spirit, and, and I went to a lovely seminar. It was probably about 36 hours long, and we'd have all day of teaching and laying on of hands, and it was is charismatic in a gentle, beautiful way. We had had Mass. Um, Father came and, and, and performed Mass, and uh, then we broke down into smaller groups, and we had adoration, and my friend and I, I was assigned to probably about the 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. hour, and she was assigned to the 3 a.m., so we agreed, let's, let's Let's do adoration together, and then we could walk each other back to the cabins afterwards. And so we just had a really quiet, you know, just to ourselves prayer time. Nobody else was in the main room at that point. And towards the end of the second hour, we had a, I had a, a, a vision within the Eucharist. It was a, um, like a lake scene with trees, and it was a, a, like black and white but soft. And, and I'm just kind of watching it form, and, and um, my friend points. <laughs> she was kind of new to all this, <laughs> so she pointed, and just eyes so big, and I just kind of gently shook my head, like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's you know, we're having a vision. <laughs> and, um, and then we just kept, you know, 
kept adoring and, and didn't speak any words. Um, we were, you know, in prayer. And then uh, the next person came to take over, and I don't remember what happened with the vision. I don't know if it gently faded, but it was gone by the time we'd left. And then we still hadn't said anything, and then we, we exited, and as we're walking up the trail to go back to the cabins, she was, she just turned to me and was like, did you see? And I said, lake and trees? And she's like, yes. And so we shared the same vision, and it was it was a wonderful, wonderful gift. Um, I had been going through a very difficult time in my life, and she as well, her, she had had to um, put her beloved husband into memory care, and she was very, very active in his care, but it was uh, such a, a holy burden, if you will. Um, so it's just a, a lovely gift from God that we, we didn't deserve, we didn't earn it. He just blessed us with it. And mm-hmm. I would see her in Mass from time to time, and we would just share that look across the pews. You know, it was just, I think it was so special that there were two of us. You know, it was mm-hmm. no way... Could, could it be our imagination? So that's my beautiful Eucharistic miracle. Well, Liz, as you were talking, you, met, you, you, you said so, much, so many beautiful things, but you ended by saying you, you were glad it was the two of you, and it's so biblical that it was the two of you. You know, Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. There were the two, people, the, the two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus who encountered Jesus in a very beautiful and personal and real way as well. And you mentioned for your friend, you know, it was consolation for her. And, you know, that's really what it's about. I think God allows these things to happen in a lot of people's lives. Most of us will never experience something like that. I think about this sometimes when I'm in adoration thinking, well, I wonder if something miraculous is, I'm going to see something miraculous or Jesus is going to do something. He has never done that for me. But, you know, he chose to do that for you and your friend. You needed it at that time. You said you were going through a tough time. So I, I just think, Debbie, it's, it's beautiful the way Jesus gave them both this same experience at the same time. And now they have that memory to recall. And like you, she said, glance across the church at mm-hmm. one another and recall that without saying a word. Oh, yeah. You're forever bonded to her because she experienced the same thing you did, Liz. And you look across and you immediately go back to that moment where Jesus was present for both of you. I love your experience. I love your encounter with Jesus. Um, you're, you're blessed. You're absolutely blessed to receive that added special gift from Jesus himself. Um, I think that is wonderful. I will tell you, um, not not in any way, shape, or form, but only to affirm and confirm what you're saying. I have heard your story or a similar story many times. Remember, I was in religious education as a director for over 25 years at the parish level. So we used to have families all the time. They would pull us aside and they would say, can I tell you something that happened? Can I tell you what I just experienced? Is anybody else experiencing this? And it was really sweet. Um, but I, I just, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to in any way say that what you received was um, common. It's not. It's actually not. It's a special um, uh, added amazing gift. But I just want to affirm that I really do believe that's how God does uh, present those gifts to all of us. So I just I I think you and your friend are very, very blessed. And um, I'm so happy that you felt comfortable sharing it with the world because you just built confidence in people because we have a world that's saying, oh, God 
God's not there for us. He doesn't exist. And what you people believe as Catholics is not real. And, oh, come on, you know, really, you're going to really say he's present in that little piece of bread? Um, And the answer is yes, yes, and yes, we do believe. And yes, he is present. And you, with your encounter, um, um, built that trust for so many people, Liz. So thank you. Thank you, and thank you for everything you two do. Oh, you're welcome. Have a blessed 2024. Thanks for being first up here on this first Friday broadcast about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a new topic for you or one that you're not familiar with that much. Uh, Please call in. We can can discuss it for you. Debbie and I are not Colin Donovan's or Jimmy Akin's or Tim Staples of the world, but we can can hold our own when it comes to Mm -hmm. explaining our faith. So we'd love a chance to do that with you if you're... Go ahead. But let's just make it clear, okay? You said mm-hmm. Colin Donovan. Who did you say? Colin Donovan. Tim, Jimmy Aiken, Tim Jimmy, Staples. Tim Staples. Dr. Okay. David Andrews. Those yeah. men, their brains are going to be like donated to some science organization <laughs> or something. I mean, they're just very unique. Let's face it. <laughs> well, some they're organizations might want my bra- brain, but not for intellectual <laughs> qualifications. So. They're not, I know. They're so superior. when it, I don't know how they store. And the recall that they all have, they mm-hmm. just store so much in that brain. <laughs> Makes me exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> Let's go to our good friend Michael in Boston, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hey, Michael, welcome back. How you been? Hi there. Good. How are you? Um, Hi, Michael. I, um, you know, how's it going? Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Um, but I, I would have to say that I'm, I've been like really blessed to come back in communion with with the church and and um, you know for for me you know the the one of the things that that um, that I, I I experience is is you know a, a powerful presence of one going up to receive communion and, and knowing the the um, angels and the choirs of angels are mm-hmm. um, you know present and and um, and you know oftentimes I. You know, we'll, we'll send them, or try to send send them to you know people in need, mm-hmm. um, and then and then um, and then receiving our Lord, um, you know, for that for those um, for that quick, you know, for the, for that half hour that he's you know within me, um, just you know the 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 just the the presence of of him, um, you know, is, is is like nothing else, um, you know, and so that that's that's my. Um, you know, that's where I, where I feel it most, most strongly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But my, but Michael, let me share something about that because Jerry knows where I'm going to go with this. Um, I studied angels for many, many years and the fact that you acknowledge the angels and that, that, um, who is present, um, when the consecration is happening and this idea of heaven and earth, you know, touching and meeting that is, I could feel it, Michael. Okay. Michael, that's going to, I believe, gift you with added um, um, spiritual insights. And why do I say that? Because one of the reasons why the angels, the angels have been given a mission by God. And the angels are, they, they're not trying to draw attention. They're not trying to draw any type of uh, communication by, by us. They're doing their mission. They're doing their mission work. But when we acknowledge it in our mind or in our hearts or when we envision it, um, we, we enable, we give credit to God and, and the mission that he has bestowed on the angels. And that only, that only comes back around. It boomerangs back around and benefits us spiritually. So I just want to say kudos to you, Michael. You recognize the the beauty of the angels being present, and I think that's going to reap many blessings. Oh, th- thank you, thank you very much for all you do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Did I have you know to say that? that. Did you know that about awareness? I wasn't fully aware of that, no, myself, but yeah. I was just going to say, you know, really because of your love of the angels and, and sharing it on the air here, I have now, just in the last few years, really been so much more intentional at Mass when the consecration is going on, and oh, even even yeah. every part of the Mass, as you know, the, the church, especially the sanctuary, is just filled with angels praising and adoring Jesus, especially yes. at and after the consecration, so, oh, wow. and then there's Praise that beautiful be Eucharistic prayer, you know, what does it say, may your angel, you know, mm -hmm. bear this, bear this offering to your altar in heaven, mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah, the angels are right there. We need to yeah. really, I, I think, be much more cognizant of that. Yeah, absolutely, because it praises God. Thank you, Jerry. That's yeah. awesome. I love, I, and you know, I could, I could do shows forever on angels. I just love it. And because I think it help, it, it gives us that comfort we need to get through. And that's how God, God knew that about us. He, ne he knew that we needed a guardian angel to help us get through this crazy thing called life. They're working very hard on the other side of the veil. There's a whole network working on the other side of the veil, trying to keep everything safe on this side. <laughs> It's yeah. tough work. Um, okay, so you can get in on this beautiful, beautiful, holy conversation about the Most Holy Eucharist today at 833-288-3986. Please call us. This is your show, just like Chris did in Dallas, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Chris. Hey, can you hear me? Just yes. fine, yeah. Go right ahead. Oh, okay, okay, good. Uh, so you want me to just get right to the story? Okay. Sure, go for it. So, um, uh, so I, at one point in my life, I had felt led to open a um, business and um, a school. And um, at first, it was just super, super slow. Like my first two classes had, you know, one student, then another class had two students, and then back to one student. And I just uh, was horrified that I had done the wrong thing. And, um, so, uh, during that time, there was a little old crazy church lady who, who said, um, and, and we, we met a lot of great people, uh, through RCIA when, uh, my wife came into church and, uh, and she was one of them. And so she said, um, that, uh, during the, um, the mass, when, when the priest lifts the host and says, this is my body, and then the chalice, this is my blood, that that's the time for really special, extra efficacious uh, prayer. And so um, uh, I was just, you know, feeling desperate and um, driving uh, into uh, work, and um, I'm also a procrastinator, and so I'm eyeballing the time, making sure that I'm driving fast enough to get there, and... Um, and listening to the Mass on EWTN. And right when he said, this is my body, I said, you know, Lord, please just give me, give me a student. And um, again, when he said, this is my blood, um, same thing. And uh, I, I wasn't intentionally noting those times, but I just happened to be looking at the time as that happened, because again, procrastinator late and all that. Um, and so... Um, got to work, opened the emails, and at exactly those times, there were not just one, but two applications from different students. And uh, I just was totally overwhelmed, and, you know, I locked myself into a different room so my one student didn't see me, and uh, had a little bit of an ugly cry uh, over there. But, um, but that experience gave me the confidence to uh, move forward, and now uh, six, six years later, we're... Uh, we're 
towards the top of our uh, industry over here. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Um, and that is incredible. Yeah. Okay. We have so much to comment about this story, though, because I did you did you catch some details that oh, Chris sure. was sharing? Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you want to share that with the music starting soon? Yeah, Chris, if you can hold on just for a minute. We, we know you held before getting on the air, but uh, Debbie and I both love, we're edified by what you shared. God mm-hmm. has definitely taught you some things, uh, especially it sounds like maybe patience and trust through all of this. But we'll, we'll chat a little bit more about it right after this very short pause that we have. So hang on there, Chris in Dallas. Uh, Marianne, you'll be next in Alabama. We've got Barbara in New York, Matt in North Carolina. And an open phone line as we talk about Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament. It's First Friday today. What that means is the church, every Friday, commemorates in a special way the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. But First Friday in particular. So there might be devotions of adoration and things in your area. So please look for those. We're speaking to our friend Chris in Dallas, Texas. Um, a member of the Take Two family. Everybody that calls in, you're our friend. You're part of the family, okay? You get the picture. We're part of the mystical body of Christ. And Chris is telling the most incredible story how God just showed up at the right time to give that confidence, to give that little boost of energy to keep going. And Chris, I have so many things to say, but I'll, I'll just say one or two. And that is, I'm not, I know, I, I don't want to read into signs and symbols too much because then sometimes people, not, not yourself, but sometimes people will fall into uh, the category of always looking for signs, right? Always looking for signs to make the next move. And that can be dangerous. So you don't want to, to do, to do that. But when certain indications happen that you just know it's God, in my humble opinion, Chris, your story with the time, the clock, the prayers, the understanding, and then you didn't get just one application. You got two applications. What does that mean? God is a God of abundance. I came for you to have life and to have it to the full. So you know what, Chris, in my humble opinion, our amazing God said, okay, okay, I'm not just going to give him one application. One application will keep him going. I'm going to give him two to show him that I can... I can be God. I'm a magnificent, right? I can show my magnificence. Chris, it's awesome. And you said six plus years later, and your school is doing phenomenally well, right? Uh, yeah, we're we're blessed uh, more than we deserve, uh, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, he's also like, when he does answer, um, he's super, super specific, too. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, one application you could be like, "Oh, the, what a coincidence!" But yeah, yeah. but two at exactly those times, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. It's it's so fantastic. So God bless you um, for for taking on. I mean, that's so cool the way you said uh, we wanted to do a, a school, and then you did, and now look at all these souls that you are helping. I mean, this is incredible work you're doing, Chris. This is not an easy thing to do. This is a major major um, um, dedicated ministry work to helping other other young souls. I, I love this, Chris. What do you say, Jerry? 
No, I agree. And, and Chris, I love what you pointed out that you, you discovered, you heard um, that, you know, the, the, the church lady, I think it was, who told you that at the, the elevation of the patent and the chalice with the precious body and precious blood of Jesus, that's the most efficacious prayer time. That really, really is. And that's a great lesson for all of our listeners, Chris. So thanks for mentioning that, that we can put ourselves, our, our, our family, our loved ones, our friends, our intentions, our pains, our joys, our sufferings, everything on that patent and on that, in that mm-hmm. chalice. And when the priest holds that up and raises and elevates it up to God, God is receiving not only his son in his body and blood, mm-hmm. but he's re- receiving us and everything we put on that patent and in that chalice. So a great mm-hmm. reminder for us, Chris. Yeah. Thank you so much for being part of this conversation today from Dallas. What mm-hmm. a great call that was. That was. Oh, I was just going to ask him if it, is it a, did he say Catholic school, a religious school? I don't know if you specified. But. Okay, Chris, if you're still listening, because you just, just um, freed that phone line, if you're still listening, send us an email, because I'm going to be in Dallas. I'd love to visit your school. Take two at EWTN.com. I love school campuses. I just love them. Mm-hmm. Um, take two at EWTN.com. Okay, before we get to Marianne in Alabama, we got a, um, a very urgent message uh, that just came in from our dear, wonderful family member, Father Father John. And Father John is so dedicated to the Take-Two family. He, um, when he is saying Mass, he always brings the Take-Two family intentions. He is so incredible. Father, if you're listening right now, prayers are already uh, going up to heaven all for, for the angels to surround you in your ministry work. Father John is, um, is doing some um, really deep intense ministry work right now with other uh, souls and and it's and it's you know when you do that kind of ministry work you're putting out a lot of energy a lot of effort um it takes a lot out of out of um a person and we want to make sure that father john has the um the, the heavenly support he needs to do the best ministry work as a priest out there right now so folks if you please we've heard you've heard us mention him many times please say a prayer right now that the angels are right next to him helping him as he encounters other souls yeah we love you father john thanks for all that you do for for the show and for all of your wonderful people that you minister to okay talking about the real presence of jesus in the eucharist we have a line open at 833-288-3986 as we go to remlap alabama ewtn app is how mary ann is listening greetings to you mary ann oh hi how are you debbie and jerry good to hear your voices Likewise. I have a wonderful, happy story. It was 1980. My husband died in 87. I was 39 at the time, and I had three children under the age of 16. And it was a rough time for, for myself, for the children. Yeah, we were just devastated. He died of lung cancer at mm. 51. So anyway, it was a Catholic conference in Miami. I was living in Palm Bay, Florida at the time. He had built a house, beautiful house on the river. So we go down to the conference, and, you know, the kids are like, eh, we don't really want So they did their thing, basically. I couldn't force them, but they listened to some of it, and they took off and had a good time. But I stayed, of course. So it's, then we all came back to the room. So it was evening. They went to bed, and I set my alarm to get up for Divine Mercy Hour. So it was like maybe 2, I get up at 2, and it was, in a, it was held in a hotel at the, the Sheraton, I think, on Bristol Avenue in Miami. So... I walk into, and they made, they had one room that was a t- converted into a chapel with a beautiful statue of Our Lady on one side, and then the monstrance. So we're all there waiting to do Divine Mercy at 3 a.m. So in, in 
when we got there, one of the guest speakers besides Father Mitch Kakwa was Father Seraphim Mikolenko. And he was so humble. He was just sitting in the back and probably reading his breviary or whatever he was doing and praying. And, you know, people were coming in and out. Well, 3 o'clock comes around. I'll never forget it. This couple goes up and kneels together in front of the monstrance because they had adoration. And the, he looks at his wife, she looks at him, and you could tell they saw something. So, of course, everybody's curious. So they left, and they beckoned for us to, like, come and see what we're seeing. Well, it was a perfect profile of the head of our Lord. The long hair, the side part profile, beautiful, beautiful profile. And everybody, I think, I'm sure we all did, the graces I needed from that time with him, spent with him, Father Nicoletto, of course, he was nonplussed. He was like, yes, we know it's Jesus. We know he's there. Of course, I knew he was there, too. But to see him and just have that peace, it was amazing. And I knew somehow I might have a rough road ahead trying to raise teenagers. You know, you do the best you can with what you have. But made a lot of mistakes, would have, could have, should have. But thank God they're all practicing Catholics right now. All of them, they all have kids, 16 grandkids I have, blah, blah, blah. But what a wonderful, wonderful miracle to see. And everybody saw it. There must have been maybe 20 or 30 people in that room at the time. It was just wonderful. And by the way, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. We're like on the 20th floor. And outside the window at 3 in the morning, birds are chirping like crazy. I'm like, listen to those birds on the 20th floor. It was amazing. I'll never forget mm-hmm. it. It was a lot of graces. So, Absolutely. Well, those birds were doing the same thing you all were doing in that uh, hotel suite, uh, Marianne, and that is worshiping and adoring their creator. Mm-hmm. And what, what, a, what an amazing story. Um, even though it's been, you know, so long now, you know, three plus decades, we're sorry for your loss. But, you know, it sounds like, you know, God has really richly blessed you in so very, very many ways. And, you know, maybe this is, Debbie, maybe this type of thing is happening more often than we realize. I was thinking we might want to do a show on this, mm-hmm. inviting people to call in and share their own personal Eucharistic miracles. Because we hear about all the big ones, the grandiose ones around the world mm-hmm. that get the, the, the attention, you know, and the, and the notoriety. But mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like maybe these kinds of experiences are really more um, happening more than we would realize. Well, in working at the parish for 25 years again, I will tell you that I worked for um, four or five different pastors and priests uh, that were assigned at the parishes, and they would say that when people do come with these private um, 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 encounters with the Lord, that that they should keep them private because for many reasons. One that that other there's not a comparison, you know, where other people say, well, how come that's not happening to me? Does Jesus love me less because it's not happening to me? Or, you know, why is it that um, that person gets three mystical encounters? I didn't get any and stuff like that. But see, the Lord knows when He needs to appear. He knows when He needs to show Himself. There there are reasons whether it's it's some 
somebody going through um, the grief process, somebody going through um, some some element of fear or doubt. Uh, you remember the the, the um, documented Eucharistic miracles, the ones um, that we read about. They usually came when somebody had a a tremendous doubt, and 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 God needed to break that veil and show Himself. So that's the reason why Jerry, we don't hear a lot. Uh, that's what I was told by a lot of pastors. But I will tell you, I think we're in a time in this world where we need to share it, not, and, Mar- and Marianne, you did a, just a beautiful job describing, especially for me, because I'm so visual. And so I could picture myself. And then when you said about the birds, you know, chirping, and they were so much louder, and they were right there. It just was such a perfect description of, of, of what you remember for, from that encounter, that amazing uh, mystical encounter. But I think, tell me what you think, Marianne, and tell me what you think, Jerry. I do think we're in a world right now where we need to start sharing these miracles, small and big, documented, undocumented, private, not private, public, um, because we're in a world telling us that all of this doesn't exist. And we know it exists. We know it does. So we should, I think we should, it's time we get out there and start educating each other and, and making each other aware that God is real and he's with us. What do you say, Marianne? Oh, I think it's awesome. It's the time to evangelize when we can. And we, I'd love to evangelize, given the opportunity. and just Because I get excited about the faith because I love it. I'm yeah. 76. I've been Catholic my whole life. And I know, and I tell people, I've studied the faith. for. You can never, you know, Debbie and Jerry, you can always learn something. You're like, wow, I didn't know that. You think you know everything about the faith. And you're like, wow, I didn't know that either. I always study it. I'm always reading a book about Catholicism, something I've always got something or a couple of books about it at the same time. It's just what a gift. And I think to spread it when you love your faith and you are excited and you know Jesus is there. I've been blessed to see the Eucharistic miracles in Lanciano and Santarem. It's like, it just blows you away. Like, how could people, there's forensic studies even to back it up. So it's so exciting. I love to evangelize. Love it, love it. We have to spread it. And I do too. I agree. What do you amen. say, Jer? No, I say amen to all of that. I think Jesus, I've said for a long, long time, you know, the world is trying to close Jesus out, you know, keep him, keep God from getting in. Well, he's going to find any way. He, he can find ways to get in mm-hmm. and, to, and to convince people and to show his love to people. And this is definitely one of those things. So, Marianne, that was an amazing story. Thank you so much for being, yeah. for being sharing that with us. I appreciate that. Barbara in New York, hang on just a second. I have to mention, she mentioned all the forensic studies and all of that. And I, I lead a faith formation group on Thursday uh, at 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. here at the Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach. And yesterday we were watching a, um, it was a video co-produced by EWTN, and they had a a scientist by the name of Castagnon Gomez. I can't remember his first name, but he shared a lot of amazing details about, and and you know a lot of these, Debbie, all of the Eucharistic miracles have the blood type AB. They're all, you know, male. They're all from the heart tissue. They're all from a, a male who was under great stress and duress. But one of the facts that he pointed out, he says, there's only an X chromosome in the samples that they have studied. The X comes, of course, from the mother, or the and X or Y comes from the father. But there is no father chromosome in any of these Eucharistic miracle samples that they are studying. Only an earthly mother, but no earthly father. My jaw hit the floor. I, I, already, I already believed. I didn't, it's not like I needed any other you know, proof to believe, but this is just another factor that just made me go, wow, God, yeah. you are so amazing. Yeah. 
Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, I, I actually learned that when, from the Eucharistic Miracles exhibit from Blessed mm. Carlo Acutis. So yeah, I, and, I, and the same thing happened to me. I said, is that for real? And I actually had to go home and do some research on it. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Um, yeah, amazing. That's why I think on the weekends, instead of doing mindless stuff sometimes that we do or get involved in and like in, in kind of entertainment TV or whatever, or even going to the movies, we should read more and more and more of these Eucharistic Miracles miracles there's so many so um before we get to barbara real quickly i just wanted to say father john just uh messaged into the take two family and says and and is saying thank you to the take two family for the prayers so i love the take two family you guys are awesome barbara in clifton park new york on pox at bonham uh radio hi barbara thanks for waiting and welcome Oh, thank you. Hi, Jerry and Debbie. That Hi, story was amazing for, for Mary Ann. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is so true. All this is so true. I want to tell you an amazing experience I had at the Blessed Sacrament on Thursday. We always used to go on Thursday at 3 o'clock. But <clears throat> this one Thursday in particular, we were in the midst of selling my mother's home, deceased mother's home of 50 years, but this was going to be such a terribly difficult sale because I had to evacuate a um, disabled brother from the home, and he did not want to leave the home. And I was so petrified of this sale because I've sold two homes in the past, and I know how ugly they can be. (laughs) So I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm trusting you with every little piece of this sale of this house. I can do nothing without you. Without you, nothing will happen. So I even brought a picture of Jesus into the house while we had the real estate people there and remodeling, you know, uh, updating the house a little bit. Just one belief after another that Jesus was going to take care of this situation for me. And it was a great experience because people that came in, the real estate people, the, the workers, would see this picture of Jesus there and the Blessed Mother and Joseph and Holy Water and all that. But anyways, we'd sell the home sold so beautifully without one problem. And my brother was happily moved into a beautiful apartment because he only has one leg due to his diabetes. Everything went so smoothly, I couldn't believe it. I said to my husband, who was just becoming a believer, I said, the Lord did all this because if, we, if it was left to us, we would ruin it. We would wreck it. So we went to adoration that Thursday at 3 o'clock, and I stood in front of the monstrous because I was so elated. I just said, Lord, I can't believe how wonderfully this all went. Debbie, Jerry, he showed me his heart. Mm-hmm. His heart was beating in the monstrous. And it was a creamy, it was a heart shape like our heart is, a real heart. Mm-hmm. And it was creamy, puff background with red veins through the whole heart, and it was pulsating. Wow. It was pulsating. And I said, I, the only thing I got from it, I said, the Lord was happy that I trusted him. Mm-hmm. It was pulsating. I couldn't move. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to leave, but it was time to leave. We were, we were on our way out because the next, the, the, next, um, uh, the next people for the next hour were coming in. I didn't have to leave, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to take all the time up being in front of the monstrance. I, I felt greedy, you know, mm-hmm. that I I, I just didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. But it was pulsating yeah. and moving. 
Wow. Can you so, that? well, oh yeah, oh absolutely. Um, the reason why I'm uh, we're, we're, we just keep saying wow and wow because it really is in the fact that um, when you said pulsating uh, to show that he's alive, oh. he's alive, yeah. and and that's and and I will tell you uh, um, to affirm what what you encountered, Barbara. I have heard other stories in the past of that exact um, um, beating of the heart um, encounter. And so I, when I hear those, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. This is over the top amazing how the Lord is, is, is working so beautifully to try and connect with us, to remind all of us, um, that, that he is there, he's alive, he's well, he's right beside us. He's in charge. I mean, it is, it's incredible. I mean, you can't even describe, there's no words that really can describe it and capture the magnitude of it or the spiritual depth of it, Barbara but you can just hear it in your words. It has forever transformed you, hasn't it? Ever, forever, forever. Because I, I, I had a, hard, a trust issue. It was very hard for me to trust in things, you know, that, oh, am I going to be able to work today? Am I going to find a job? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And I just gave everything to him. I said, uh, from top to bottom, you take care of it, Lord, because I can't do this because of all the emotion that was involved and all the problems that were uh, coming up. Even the real estate person, he was like from heaven. <laughs> he was just so perfect. Everything Maybe he was. was. <laughs> just, everything yeah. was perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't believe it. And, and usually when you sell a home, there's always the inspectors have to come in and double check, and they always find something wrong. Right. They couldn't, they, nothing was wrong. <laughs> it was nothing wrong. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> it was just heavenly. And my husband got to see that with his own eyes, which was even better, too. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Like, like you said, he was coming to faith, and that mm-hmm. certainly didn't hurt that. Barbara, thanks. Really appreciate your Amazing. call. Amazing. Amazing I, I was story. reminded on the video I mentioned a few minutes ago that I, we were watching last night in Adult Faith Formation, there was a mention of the, it's been about, not quite a year, maybe a year and a half at the Me- in Mexico, you know, the Beating Heart Eucharistic Miracle. Mm-hmm. That was reported by a Catholic news agency, and I haven't seen any follow-up articles to it yet. Like I said, it's been about a year and a half, but there was an amazing video of the host and the monstrance uh, very clearly beating at the mm-hmm. pace, uh, mimicking yeah. a human heart. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, yeah, this one, this one scientist who said, I was an atheist before I studied this Eucharistic miracle. He says, now, he says, now you give me a piece of bread, a priest and the Eucharistic prayer, and I'll show you heart tissue. Wow. <laughs> Is that wow. powerful or what? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, he, he said, we're getting a heart transplant. Actually, mm-hmm. Father Chris Alar said that. Mm. We're getting a heart transplant when we go to receive communion. Okay, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Did you want to share Podcast Central? Because we have a special guest in studio. Yeah, yeah. I just got to mention this real quick, and then we'll get to our good friend who is uh, leaving us, not uh, not forever. I, it won't be, he'll stay in touch, but Jeff Burson, our social media manager, is retiring. Um, just a Guy in the Pew podcast features Catholic man to Catholic man talk in real honest conversations from the heart, discussing the struggles, challenges, and unimaginable joy of following Christ. That's Just a Guy in the Pew at EWTN Podcast Central. 
Okay, so in the EWTN studios is the one, the only Jeff Burson for the last time on Take Two. Well, maybe not the last time. You'll, you're always invited back, Jeff. I hope so. <laughs> How many years at EWTN? Um, I'm saying 37 because I've worked 37 Christmases and wow. with 37, so it's 36 and some change. But uh, I think of the times when I had to work uh, the Christmas masses away from my family. I'm adding all that together and saying that uh, that's overtime. So I'm going to 37. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been with us from the very beginning and, and your family and we love you so very, very much. And you have a special um, Eucharist experience. It's, it's a blessing to be working with you guys. It always has been. Yes. One of the best things of working here at EWTN is that, of course, we have an adoration chapel. Since mother and the sisters were here, the Eucharist was out there for anyone who walked in off the street was there all the time mother and the sisters were always uh, in the chapel when I first started so whenever you needed to go into the chapel and uh, have Eucharistic adoration it was there 24 hours a day and I was one of those lucky ones to be uh, chosen to be in adoration for so many years once the sisters uh, moved from Birmingham to Hansville, uh, they ask employees to take over an hour. And I was one of those who was able to be able to do that. So that was one of the biggest blessings of working here at EWTN is just to be able to be there with, um, uh, be there on campus and to be able to, and, and it's part of my job to be able to sit there and be with the Lord. And um, it, it's, it's just been a blessing throughout this time. I, and one of the, I guess one of the other things that's really great about this, Jerry and Debbie, is that uh, my office is 30 feet away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, I'm, I'm, our, our wall for my office shares with the chapel. So if you go through the, you know, as the crow flies, go through the wall right there, Jesus is right there. And I'm always at constant remembering that, that mm-hmm. he's just right there on the other side of the wall. And uh, I can sometimes feel those, that, that power of of Christ sure. just right yeah. there. Yeah. No doubt. It's funny you mentioned that, Jeff. I can I can relate to that because my first year at Franciscan University, my dorm room was right next door to the dorm room that had been turned into the chapel with the mm-hmm. Blessed Sacrament. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But um, you're going to be greatly missed, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? You have, you've earned it. You know, you and, and your wife, Lisa, and I know you just are looking forward to spending some beautiful time together and doing some, maybe some things you haven't been able to do so far. It's, it's going to be a blessing. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to go to daily Mass. Um, I have tried to do that working here, but uh, it's always that rush of getting back to, to the job, and now I'll be able to uh, be able to spend you know more time after Mass, and that's, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. That's incredible. Beautiful. You will remember the Take-Two family, right? You know, I can never forget that. It's one of the blessings of being here, Jerry and Debbie, is being here from day one of Take-Two. Uh, it is just one of those, you know, amazing moments. You know, I, I, I like to say that um, this show is social media for the ears. And that's mm-hmm. what I, I've always said is because we are always able to uh, talk about a subject and break it out into so many ways that I don't think anyone else, you know, can th- can think about, and and that's the joy and the blessing of this show. Well, Jeff, you know as well as anyone, the Take Two family, as we always say, is a praying family. So you can be assured of constant, ongoing, twenty four seven prayers for you and Lisa, and all of your intentions as you move forward and. 
like Debbie said, we, we need to hear from you once in a while. Okay? You're counting on it. I'm counting right. on it. God bless you. That's Jeff Burson. Love you, Jeff. Thank longtime you. social media manager at EWTN, stepping down, resigning. Not resigning, retiring. Excuse retiring. Me. Yeah. Retiring. Well deserved yeah. retirement. Well deserved. Yes. 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 I'm a mess. I'm an emotional mess. Okay. But but you know, Jerry, we have we're talking more about encounters with Jesus tomorrow, so that's good. Yeah. On Monday. I mean Monday. <laughs> Sorry, Monday. <laughs> Who's the first person who created a memory of God for you? St. John Newman is feast day today. Patron saint of teachers, pray for us. Until Monday, have a beautiful and blessed day. Thanks for everything. God bless.